hopeful adoptive parents. Okay, uh, I am going to start again. Hello, Monetization Nation. I'm Nathan William, your host. And today we are going to talk about how we can find the passion statements of our ideal customers. And we're going to start off by talking about what is a passion statement. And to teach this, I want to illustrate it with a story. Uh, for many years, as you know, I, I've worked with adoption.com and we have a service called Parent Profiles. It's kind of like a dating site where hopeful adoptive parents put their profile online and then women that are pregnant and considering adoption go and choose a, a family. And I had a an intern who was helping to create a brochure for us. And I received the first draft of the brochure and I was sitting in a meeting there with the intern and the brochure just listed the basic features of our parent profile service, like how many features we have or how many photos they can put on their profile. And, and, you know, it was, it was just real, uh, basic features. There was no emotion there. And so I, I wanted to turn this into a teaching opportunity for this intern. And I wanted to teach the concept of passion statements. And so at the time, we actually had a hopeful adoptive mother who worked for us. And, and I invited her to come join us in the meeting. And as she sat down, I asked her, why would you buy our parent profile service? And she said, because I want to adopt. And then I asked her, okay, well, why do you want to adopt? And she answered that question. And whatever the answer was to that question, I asked her why again. And I asked her why five times. And, and this is the five whys exercise. And we're going to teach this in depth in our, our, pod, our live stream next week. But at the end, the answer to the fifth why that she gave me was because I have a hole in my heart that I don't believe can be filled any other way. That is a passion statement. Passion statements usually start with the word I. They usually contain phrases like I am, I want, I love, I hate. Um, but this, I have a hole in my heart. I mean, that just, can you feel the emotion that that evokes and, and how that's so much different than just, I want to adopt. I'll give you another example of a story, an editor that I've worked with a lot and I love working with her. Uh, she told me this story. Uh, she was surfing the internet once and she saw an ad that said, I am ready to achieve my goals. And that ad, the I am statement, I am ready to achieve my goals, made her stop in her tracks. She ended up buying the journal and she ended up, I don't remember if she ended up buying the journal and, and sending it to a bunch of other people as well. But that statement, I am ready to achieve my goals, was a, a passion statement for her that moved her where she was at in her life and, and moved her to buy and, and to action. We've all seen many different versions of these passion statements. Uh, one of the most famous ones is Nike and their just do it passion statement. Um, another famous one comes from L'Oreal of Paris. Their passion statement is because you're worth it. And, and that, can you feel the emotion that that evokes? That, that evokes that I am confident and I need to be valued. And, and uh, that was first created in 1971 and, and they still use it. it is, it's, that passion statement has kind of fueled the growth of, of that, 
that makeup organization. Okay, so so why? Why should we want to find these passion statements of our customers? Content Marketing Institute found that 62% of customers are looking for content that speaks to their pain points when they're uh, in the purchase and decision-making process. So passion statements uh, address a pain that we're feeling, like the I have a hole in my heart that I, I don't believe can be filled any other way that we talked about earlier. They talk about problems that people um, need to solve. They talk about aspirations, like just do it, you know, getting up and exercise and, and just achieving that athletic goal that I have, like, like Nike talks about. Um, they, they address problems that we're dealing with, like because you're worth it, maybe a confidence issue, uh, as in the case of L'Oreal. Okay, so what are the steps? To, to finding these passion statements. Uh, so first of all, the, the first step I always take is I find my target audience. You don't wanna ask someone who is not your ideal customer. You don't wanna just ask anyone. For example, in adoption, our primary target audience was a woman in a within a certain demographic. I know men do do the adoption process, but uh, far more often is the woman who makes that decision and that was our ideal customer. So when we were trying to determine, make adoption decisions, me as a man, I wasn't able to, to weigh in on that. I was not part of the ideal customer group. So, so the first most important step is identify your ideal customer who loves you most, who, who buys it more often, who shares it, who's more passionate about it. That's who you need to be asking. Then you find that group and you, you bring them into a focus group if you want, or you interview them one-on-one -on -one if you want. You need to have a large enough number that you're getting feedback from many people. Don't just ask one or two people. You know, you want 10 or, or 12 people that you're getting feedback from initially. And then when we do that focus group, we take them through the, the five whys exercises. And I'm going to go over that in the next live streaming session next week, next Wednesday. Uh, then we, I love using a big whiteboard. And as we take them through the five whys, um, kind of like you heard me talk about, I did uh, with that hopeful adoptive mother. I, I do that all on the whiteboard and I ask them why five times and I get to the end and I get their fifth why. And then I try to turn that fifth why, and sometimes we find it on the fourth why, but you try to turn that into a passion statement. You turn that into an I am, or I want, or I hope, or I love, or I hate, you know, something like that. And, and you brainstorm what they've answered and brainstorm the passion, the best passion statements <clears throat> that most effectively communicate those, that fifth why. And then I have the people in that focus group vote. I have them use their hands and, 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 and I do this cause I don't want groupthink. I want people to all give me the same answer at their answer at the same time. And so I'll just say one, two, three, and then people put up the number of fingers to indicate on a scale of zero to 10, how passionate they are about that passion statement. And so if, if they couldn't care less about it, they keep all their fingers closed and that's a zero, right? If it's at the very lowest end, they might have a one up and that's a very low passion. If, if it's the highest level passion that drives their life, they put 10 fingers up. And so people put up however many fingers, um, if, you know, if it's a seven, they put up however many fingers coincide with the passion level they feel for that statement. It, that This uh, method allows us to very quickly go through the passion statements. Someone's in the room, they take a, 
not the person writing on the board. Someone else is assigned to take just a quick average of, of the fingers that go up and you write the number by each of the passion statements on the board. You then erase the ones that did the lowest. You take the versions that did the highest, and then we try to brainstorm a second time. And let's say there were three that did the best. We then say, okay, are there any other ways to say this statement? Are there any other formats of passion statements that evoke the same concept? And then we go through and we vote again. And we try to find the highest level passion statements that we can from that target audience. Um, what do we do then with those passion statements is everyone's question for me. And, and my answer to that is use that passion statement everywhere you possibly can in your business. You use that in your hiring to try to hire people that share that passion statement. You use it in building out your social channels. You use it in, in your marketing channels. You use it in naming and branding. You, maybe you name a newsletter with, with that passion statement. Uh, you you use that in creating content. After you've you've created a, a marketing channel related to the passion statement, you then create content related to that passion statement and push it through the content. As you do marketing message to, messages to try to get people to follow your channels or buy your products, you use the passion statement, you know, as the titles and 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 content in the marketing messaging. You use it in product creation and try to create products that help people achieve those passion statements. So use the passion statements everywhere you can. I've used that in my career many times. It's been wildly successful and it makes me look smart. And I'm I'm not smart, but I, I know how to use this, this concept of finding the level 10 passion that then you, you uh, leverage throughout your business. And don't forget problems and pains uh, can also be extremely good passion statements. And even negative things can be passion statements. For example, if if you're dealing with a, an, a group of ideal customers that have cancer and are trying to recover from cancer and fight cancer, maybe your passion statement is is something negative like cancer sucks. Um, that that definitely can can apply to to what I call a negative passion. Um, and and it's very important that when we go into this exercise to find passion statements, that we go in with an open mind. Every time I do this, um, and I've done this, this passion statement exercise for a company, I've gone in thinking I know what the passion statement is going to be. I've done enough research. I have a good idea, but I try really hard to not influence the outcome. And every time I, I've done this, I've been wrong. I have never correct, correctly uh, guessed what the passion statement was going to be at the end. And, and this is a really important point for CEOs because sometimes I work with a CEO and the CEO says, well, we don't need to do this passion statement exercise because I know what the passion statement is going to be for my audience. And I can tell you right now, I have never yet had a CEO who guessed right. Who, who knew what the highest level passion statement was for their target audience. So if, if you're a CEO and, and you don't want to go through this exercise because you, you think you already know, I challenge you to still go through this exercise and, and prove me wrong. Maybe you're right. And the, ex the exercise will validate that, but odds are 
um, there is a higher level passion statement than even you realize at this point. And this is a very, very important exercise for you to go through. Um, I even, I even had one company, it was a, a, a food storage company in the emergency preparedness space. And we did this passion, uh, statement exercise for them and the highest level passion statement that came out of them um, out of those, we did two focus groups. The highest level passion statement was I love bacon and nobody ever would have guessed that. Um, that wasn't on any of the surveys. That wasn't any of the options that we gave anybody, but because we went through this exercise that came to the top and it, it gave them a very good idea of developing a bacon lovers line of food storage for their organization. So go in with an open mind be open to the highest level passions that that come out of your audience. Um, you will probably be surprised, but it will, I promise, I, I've never yet seen it where it didn't provide powerful information that drove uh, marketing and messaging and, and uh, much more effective ways to, to build our organization. So that is my message for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to follow Monetization Nation on our Facebook group, on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, your on YouTube and on your, your favorite podcast platform. You can also download my free ebook about passion marketing at passionmarketing.com. And uh, thanks again for joining me, and I wish you success in implementing passion marketing to grow your organization.